when am I ever going to get ahead? How am I going to be able to get anything, everything done? Right? I was loyal to an old belief system that wasn't allowing me to have what I wanted. Hello and welcome to part three of our four-part series on the psychology of making money. I'm Amira Alvarez, the founder and CEO of The Unstoppable Woman, and I'm so happy that you've joined us today. Part three is about claiming your belief system. We are going to be covering in this part of the four-part series how your beliefs about yourself, others, and the world determine everything about how much money you make and about how you make money, how you will approach making money and how much you will make, and how quickly you will get the results and make the next level income that you desire. Plus, we're gonna be talking about how the law of perpetual transmutation of energy works and so much about all of this. So, super excited, hang in there. We're making a deep dive into this material. This section of the four-part series is really the linchpin. And you'll, you'll come to find out why as you, you listen into the teaching today. But it's so, so critical for you to understand how your belief system about yourself, others in the world, determines how you approach everything in life. It will either be a handbrake holding you back or it will be like something that sets you free and allows you to move quickly with ease, with grace, and to fulfill your purpose in this world if, if you're going for, for that, which I hope you are. And let me make a little side note about that. When I was first on my journey of making a breakthrough in my income, I did not have purpose as the top of my list. I just wanted to make some money. Okay. Not that I was all about the money. I cared very deeply about the people in my world, my clients, what I did, that I showed up in excellence, that I did my best work, all of that stuff. But my goal wasn't live out my purpose. Now it is. I get that. Now it is. Looking back, making that money, making that income breakthrough was key to me identifying what my purpose was and, and starting to live that out. And, but, and, and it's essential, okay? It's part of the picture, for sure. But if you're someone who's like, I have no freaking idea what my purpose is, don't get hung up on that. When I was making my big quantum leap, and I've continued to make big quantum leaps, but the one that, that was just so radical when I went from making 138K, so $138,000 to a year, to making 700K in one year, that was my goal. I wanted to make a million dollars in one year. That was my goal. I just had a money goal. It was doing what I love, doing my genius work, but I wanted to reach that financial income goal. And in doing so, I had to break through a lot of limiting beliefs, a lot, I had to shift a lot of how I saw the world and approached how I did business and how I showed up and who I was being. My entire inner world, my entire belief system had to be restructured for success. And that's what I want to teach you how to do today in this teaching, okay? In this, this part of the series, I want to teach you why it's important and then give you the first steps in how to actually start making that change for yourself. Because you can know what to do 
and not do that. And I bet you have a lot of experience with that. You set a goal for the week or you set a task for the day that you need to get done. And you know it's a needle moving activity and you just don't get it done. Why is that? You're smart, you're driven, you have good intentions, uh, you wanna get ahead, you have big goals, and yet you're self-sabotaging in a lot of different ways. And that was the case for me in, in more ways than just that. But, but if you are not actually executing at the level that you want to be executing in, if you're confused about anything in your business, if you don't have clarity, if, you're, if you get into spin out or you get overwhelmed or you feel like you don't know which direction to go in or how to make a good decision or uh, when to do one thing versus another thing, then you know that you you have a belief system issue. You're in some sort of conflict between what you know you need to do and what your belief system is designed um, as and, and is telling you what direction it's telling you to go in. And that is a conflict that will stop you, that will slow you down, that will make things harder, that don't create the kind of ease and grace that you want in your life. Ask me how I know, okay? For when I was making that big leap, it was because I had hit a wall and I was like, I can't work any harder. Like the hours are not in the day. That cannot be the answer to my issues. That cannot be how to make an income breakthrough. That cannot be how to get to that next level of success. That's not the tool. And it was in changing how I saw myself, my, my identity and self-image, and changing how I looked at the world and others, so my beliefs about the world and others, that I was able to really flip a switch and became, become someone who executed at a much higher level. So we're going to look at belief system today. I also want to make a little note that one of the other things that I, I did, and I did a lot of different things that year, okay? And, and I talk people through, uh, I talk my clients through everything that I, I did and I show you them what the methodology is and I take them through the process. And I love, if you're interested in that, I love to show people how to do that at our um, Unstoppable Woman Summits. Those are three-day immersive retreats and where I walk you through all of this in a lot more detail. So that's just me teaching you exactly how to make an income breakthrough. So if you're interested in that, um, listen up, go find a, go find our, our website, go grab a ticket. It, it's, it's the fastest, most straightforward, least expensive way of getting access to this information. Okay, so there were a lot of things that I did, but I fundamentally changed my identity and my self-image, changed my belief system, and I also learned the universal laws of success. I, I teach those now. now. I, I did a deep dive study in those. At the beginning of this uh, series, I talked a little bit about the uh, law of polarity, uh, you need to be looking at the law of cause and effect when you're looking at building your your marketing and sales plan, your your business model for for uh, executing at a higher level. That was part two. Today we want to talk about um, your belief structure, and I'm going to bring in the law of perpetual transmutation of energy, which is so critical to actually, you know, making a a, a shift internally that results in an external result like making more money. Okay, so we're gonna co cover all of that. But before we do that, 
Just a quick reminder that if you have just joined us, Part one of the series on the psychology of making money is about claiming your desire, your goals, and your destination. And part two of the series is on claiming your way, your plan, your business model, including the structure, the marketing, the sales components. If you miss those two, go back and listen to those. You can finish out listening to this episode and then go back and listen to those two. Also, part four of the series is coming up and that's on claiming the feminine your feminine asset excuse me your feminine aspect or essence and it's all about what it takes to tap into your intuition into receiving at higher levels and being an unstoppable woman who's living both a delightful life and making bank because i don't think that you need to choose between the two i i i refuse to say to myself or think or even entertain the idea that either I make money or I live a delightful life. And if you have that belief system, right? If you have the belief that if I go for it, if I make more, if if I go after it in my business, going after a bigger income goal, that I'm going to have to uh, reduce my life in some other way, that it's going to be a limitation or constraint on my delight, my pleasure, my thrills in this life, my good times, you need to look at that. You need to look at that. That's a double bind. That's saying, if I get this, I'm going to lose that. And and you won't want to choose either because then you, you are cutting off a part of you that's really important to you. So look at that. I believe that it's totally possible. I'm a, I'm proof of that. Like I live a freaking delightful life and I make bank and I love showing people how to do both. And, and there are some key components that you have to be aware of, uh, to do that. So stay tuned for part four. Don't miss that. Okay. So let's dive into the way your mind works to either allow you to quantum leap the money you create in your business or how it keeps you playing at the same level. Some people call this playing small. It's only playing small if you're not getting the results that you want. And that's not to say that you haven't done better than you've done in the past, okay? I'm not saying cut yourself down at the knees and say you're you're all wrong for not being, uh, all wrong for what, what's come before. That's just not true. Okay. It's a, it's a slippery slope though. If you go to the place where you say, uh, but I've done so well, you know, I made so many changes to date. I want to give myself credit for that. And then you stop there and you don't hold yourself to the next level. That's an alibi. But if you say, I have done some amazing things and I see that I'm not getting the results that I currently want, I'm going to do something different. That's holding yourself to a higher standard. Okay. Now I want to talk about this idea of creating money. So, you know, why do I use the word create or make? I think it's a more powerful term than earn, though earn is a powerful term as well. Well, but it has a connotation of, um, struggle in it. And unless you change what earn means, to mean I'm getting compensated for the value that I, I bring. And we talked about the law of compensation previously in, in our last episode that then, then it can be a little, um, little bit of a implication that 
you believe that it has to be hard to make money, and I don't. It, it's, it's actually easier to make a lot of money than a little money. And that's because you've grown into being a person who owns their worth and owns their ability to earn and owns the value of the uh, service that they provide, the, the solution that they give to people, the problems that they solve in this world. And you you understand and you're at a higher level of awareness. Now, when I say higher level of awareness, do not then think that I'm making a value judgment about anyone. This is not whether you are a good or bad person. There's no value judgment in this. This is, this is just a level of awareness. If you've only made the, the most you've made in the year is $40,000, that's your level of awareness. You are aware of how to make $40,000. If you've if the most you've made in a year is $100,000, that's your level of awareness. You know how to make $100,000. If the most you've made in a year as a business owner is a million dollars, then that's your level of awareness and so on and so forth. That's what you know, okay? And, and if you want to step into more, I want you to start owning a belief system that's at a higher level of awareness so that you start creating at a higher level of awareness. And that's more than what I'm going to be able to cover today in this episode. That's, that's diving into the law of vibration, which I do again at the summit. I, I go into that in a lot more detail and it's well worth understanding that because it's one of the ways that you can rapidly put yourself in a position to earn so much more, a position to receive so much more, a position to create so much more. But creation is um, a more powerful term to me because it puts you in the driver's seat. It's saying that you are the person 100% responsible for her outcomes, that you know how to create as much money as you want whenever you want it. You know the methodology for creating money. You just have to execute on it. This is what I love teaching people how to do. Okay, so the first thing you need to know in order to actualize on the law of perpetual transmutation of energy, which we are going to dive into later on in this episode, is how the mind works. So I'm going to do a very, very, very mini version of this teaching just to give you a framework. So the first thing you need to understand is that you have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. Okay. You can call this the objective mind versus the subjective mind. You can call this the intellect versus the intuitive. Okay. You can call this um, I like to call this the conscious mind versus the subconscious mind. Now the conscious mind can accept or reject. That is, it does a lot of other things, but for today's teaching, I want you just to, to write down and understand that it can accept or reject. It can say, I agree with that, or I don't agree with that. It can say, I'm letting that into my worldview. I'm not, I reject that. I believe that, I don't believe that. This is where your greatest power lies, your power to choose. It lies in your conscious mind, your conscious mind. This is where your intellect is, okay. Your subconscious mind, on the other hand, and this is very important, can only accept. It cannot reject. 
It can only receive. It cannot say, no, that, that experience, I reject that. Or that belief, I reject that. It cannot say that. It is like an open uh, fishbowl. It just lets everything in. It's like a sponge. It, it, it tracks everything. It cannot reject anything. So anything that's in your experience goes straight into your subconscious mind. If it gets past your conscious mind, right? That's the gatekeeper. If it gets past your conscious mind, then it goes straight into your subconscious. Now, why is that important? Well, it's important because your subconscious mind runs like a software program. It doesn't say, well, today I think I should do this instead of this. Today I'm going to choose to do this instead of this. No, it's running a program. It's running a program. And it will keep running that subconscious program until you change the cause inside of yourself. Now, the cause inside of yourself, and we're going to go into this in more detail in a bit, is your identity, your self-image, how you see yourself, your beliefs about yourself, others, and the world. These beliefs are causes sent in motion. Your subconscious is just going to run that program, run that belief program until you change your beliefs. And now this is important because the, the main software, if you will, the main program that is run are beliefs that were built into your subconscious mind. So they, they, they got um, impressed into your subconscious mind when you were a child, very, very young, when you did not have the ability to reject, when your subconscious or rational mind wasn't yet developed, you could only accept there was no gatekeeper there. So this is very important. It means that your program that is telling you what to think about everything that happens in your life was programmed when you were a young child. You are now a full-grown adult, but you're being run by a belief system, an identity, a self-image, that was created when you were a wee young thing, generally speaking, under the age of 10. But really, those infant years are very important. Those toddler years are very important, okay? And here's the thing. Your subconscious is going to continue to run that program because even if bad things happen to you as a child, let's say you were abused as a child, you survived that. You're here as an adult listening to that right, this, this recording right now. So we know that you survived that as bad as that was. Your subconscious is very binary. It's very black and white. It thinks she survived this abuse. Therefore, it's survivable. She hasn't died yet. Therefore, let's keep running that program. Let's keep being available for that. Let's keep al allowing that to drive things. Because that's survivable. Even though you know as a conscious, full-grown person that you don't want to be treated that way. This is not... The, the subconscious program is very um, sneaky, if you will. Insidious, if you will. 
because it, it keeps running things that you survived even though it's not the outcome that you want. So if you survived in your childhood deni- being denied things, if your parents said things like, oh, come on, stop asking for that. We don't have that kind of money. Or what do, what do you think? Do you think money grows on trees? And you, that went straight into your subconscious. And then you made meaning out of that. You said to yourself, oh, I don't deserve nice things. Or we'll never have enough money. Or I am not someone who has money. Or I'm not someone who's worthy of having nice things or what she wants. Then that program gets run for the rest of your life until it is changed. Now, how might that affect your business and your life for that matter? Well, it affects your business because you don't think you can have what you want. That's not how you see yourself. So when you do your marketing, when you do your sales, you don't actually see yourself having, receiving what you want. Let's make this a really simple, simple example. Let's say you ask your mother for a piece of candy and she thinks she says no you can't have that candy now in her mind she says you can't have that piece of candy because she doesn't want you to get cavities and she doesn't want you to have a sugar crash and she wants you to have steady energy so you'll be able to study and make friends and not act out and and be um you know have have good steady energy throughout the day. So she's coming from a really good place, but you really want that sugar. And, and you make it mean when she says, no, you can't have that, that you're not allowed to ask for what you want. And you, um, and if she says it like, oh my God, it's the 20th time you've asked for that. No, you can't have that. What are you thinking? You know you can't. And she kind of gets a little angry with you or she cuts off the love a bit. Then you also make it mean that when you ask for what you want, people get angry. And when you're a child, the most important people in your life are your mother God and your father God. And if your mother God or your father God gets frustrated with you and cuts off the flow of love between them and yourself, you, you think that that as a child, you think that that is unsurvivable because you know instinctually that your survival is based on your mother and your father taking care of you, having some parental unit. And maybe you were raised by, um, you know, a grandmother or an aunt or a foster person, but the main people in your life, they're your mother, God, father, God. And if they cut off their love, you can't make them wrong because they're where sustenance comes from. They're, they're where survival comes from. So you end up making yourself wrong and you end up building a belief system that says, I'm unworthy of asking for what I want. I'm unworthy of getting what I desire. I, am, I can't have what I want. If I ask for what I want, then other people get mad. And guess what? When you're in business for yourself, you have to be making sales. You have to ask for the sale. And if you don't feel like that's allowable to you, not on a conscious level, on a conscious level, I get. You're like, oh yeah, I get it. 
I need to do sales. I need to figure out how to do high integrity sales. I need to figure out how not to be manipulative, but I need to do sales because money comes from source through people, through sales. I know that because I listened to the last episode. And so you have to, you have to claim that consciously you claim that, but somehow you keep self-sabotaging and not asking for the sale, not asking, um, the follow-up question, not being, not, uh, sending follow-ups to people, not, not being fully present, not owning what you're doing. All of that is based on your subconscious programming and your belief system. Okay. Your belief system is in that subconscious mind. It's the subconscious programming. Okay. And for some of us, this goes even further. There might be, it might've been major trauma with a capital T in your life, or there might be small trauma in your life, but very consistent, um, nonstop, uh, trauma from your childhood with a small T, meaning like just mm, lack of attention or manipulation or, or things that you, you think are semi somewhat normal childhood stuff. So not like sexual abuse or physical abuse or, um, big things like abandonment from parents. Those are big trauma or like car accidents or big trauma or going to war. That's big trauma where there's PTSD. There can be trauma with a small T as well. And, and this creates a level of reactivity as well. So that trauma gets, gets mapped into your subconscious as well and becomes part of what gets triggered when you are in certain situations. Okay. And everyone, everyone has triggers. Everyone has, if then do this kind of situations, because that's how we are designed to run. We wouldn't be able to drive a car if we didn't have that. Like it's, it's completely on autopilot now for most people who drive a car. Remember when you learned how to drive a car, it was like step one, step two, step three, step four. But now you can drive and you can't even remember how you got from point A to point B. You just arrived there. You're like on autopilot. So this is your subconscious. So in some ways your subconscious is very helpful, right? It just runs a program. Okay. But in other ways, it's running a program that's outdated. You're no longer that child. You're no longer that person, that child who's completely dependent on others. And yet, you know, on your mother, father, caretakers, you are now someone who's running a business and you need to step up as being that person. And yet you're in this closed loop thinking based on the old program that is running. So this is how your beliefs were created when you were a child. Now let's look at the beliefs you hold about yourself. The beliefs you hold about yourself form your identity or your self image. It's how you see yourself. It's whether you see yourself as smart or stupid, pretty, ugly, competent, incompetent, funny, dry, confident, insecure, competent, incompetent. Did I say that already? I think I did. Poised, clumsy all of this. And of course there's like, it doesn't have to be binary or either, or, but there's, there's nuances to this. It's how you see your role in the family dynamic. How did you see yourself growing up? That's your identity. And it's also how you, whether you see yourself as worthy of what you desire as some of of being someone who gets what she wants, deserves to live large, have it all, make money easily, right? This is about the psychology of making money. If your belief about yourself, your self image 
is, is that it's hard to make money because that's what you learned growing up, right? Your parents came home on Wednesday evening and said, thank God it's hump day, right? Or on Friday night, thank God it's Friday. And they were exhausted and they flopped into the lazy boy and they just, you know, moaned and groaned about their work day and how hard it was in order to stay in connection with your family you built a loyalty pact to agree with that belief system i don't come home at the end of the day exhausted that's not my belief system used to be i used to walk around with a monkey on my back grind it out not grind it out in like i like yeah grind it out like hustle and jam it's fun kind of thing because i have that side of me for sure but monkey on my back, like, oh, this is so hard. When am I ever going to get ahead? How am I going to be able to get anything, everything done, right? I was loyal to an old belief system that wasn't allowing me to have what I wanted. And this can be, you know, today we're talking about the psychology of making money, right? So around money. But it can also affect your ability to have great friends and colleagues, to have great connections, to have great relationships, great sex. It will affect your ability to have the things you want in your life, the pretty clothes, the beautiful house, the amazing vacation, okay? Now, those last three things have to do with, uh, there's a financial component of those three things, and lots of things have financial components, right? You want a, a nice car, you want a stable car, you want to send your kids to a good school, you want great food, you want healthy food, you want to buy organic, you want to get new running shoes, whatever it is. Your, your life requires money. So you may think that just making a bunch of money would solve many of those wants, which it does on one level. You need money to buy all these things. But the thing that's going to really shift is if you change your beliefs about money, which are, you know, the way the world works, and your beliefs about other people and your beliefs about yourself. That's really going to be what is going to change things. You have to go a layer deeper or maybe 10 layers deeper instead of just thinking, you know, what are the tactics to make money? Which, as you heard yesterday, there are a lot of business tactics that are required for you to understand. It's not that you don't want to know the things that you need to do to make money. You do, but you actually need to go a layer deeper because 80% of what is going to make a difference in whether you make the, the money that you want, your income goal or not, is that belief system, that belief structure. But if you don't think that these things are available to you because you don't see yourself as someone who has them, you won't make the money to be able to have them. Okay, so that's a, that's a little layer there. Did you catch that? If you don't see yourself as someone who has these things that you desire, that you consciously desire, if you keep seeing it far into the future or never happening or not available for you, or you only see the, the budget version of this versus the luxe version of this, you won't make the money to be able to have them. So let me give you a few examples of how this works, okay? So one example that I like to give is renting a luxury car. When I was on a trip and I was in LA 
and visiting my folks. This was maybe three years ago. I can't remember exactly where, when it was. And it just showed me how much I had changed, but also the belief structures that I was brought up with. So the thing is that whenever I travel, I rent a luxury car because I like driving nice, nice vehicles. I like a beautiful environment. I like quality. I like feeling good when I sit in a play, uh, in a car. I like having the power that a luxury car has. There's a lot of different reasons why I do this and I like to treat myself well. So I do this whenever I travel and when I was going to LA, I realized that I was going to see my parents and I recognized that my subconscious was throwing up a, a stink, a little bit of a, um, a ruckus. And it was talking to me about like, what would your parents think of this? Now, I not had that thought when I was renting cars, you know, in, in Atlanta or, or New York or whatever, or Florida, it doesn't matter there because that's not where my parents live. But my parents live in Los Angeles. So I, I had all this, these thoughts coming up for me. And what it showed me was that I was raised believing that it was not appropriate. It was not correct. It was not right. It was not good to spend money on luxury cars. And you can translate to luxury anything. That that was not who we were. That was not what was done in our family. That was not for us. And I recognized that this was an issue because I was feeling that as I, as I, uh, was, you know, going about this process. And inevitably, both my parents, they're divorced. Both of my parents got into the, the car at separate times and said, Oh, look at that. You, you know, I always rent a compact. You know, I don't spend money on luxury cars. And, and I just had to giggle and laugh and go about my business. Now they both enjoyed being in the luxury car and that was all good, fine and good. But if I had not done the work to shift my belief system around this, I would have been stuck going by my family dynamic, going by the belief structure that was safe in my family and staying at that level. Remember, your subconscious mind wants to keep you safe by keeping you from not changing. So if you've survived something, then it wants to keep that in place. I call this staying safe and same, safe and same, because you can't change. So what was safe was staying in agreement with the family belief structure that said, we don't spend money on nice things. Okay. The, the, the family dynamic was we only spend money on travel and books. That was it. But you know what? I really like some nice things. It's not the only thing I like. I like great conversations with people. I like doing my work in this world. I love helping my clients. I love, you know, having great sex. None of that costs money, okay? There's lots of things in this world that money doesn't buy. But money also buys some really freaking nice things too. And I like having them. And I'm and if you are someone who has got that push-pull, then you've got to work through that. Now, I didn't realize how much of a push-pull this was 
in, until I started facing it in the growth of my business. But if I go back and I look, I remember wanting pretty clothes as a teenager, but never being given the money to have them. Okay, never being allowed to have them. And then I made meaning out of that. And I made it mean that I wasn't worthy of that. And that kept me limited in my full expression of who I was. And I remember the first time I went and got a a high-end manicure and it was going to be like $40. It was like a, a, a gel manicure. And I remember pacing outside the nail salon. I was across the street and I started thinking in my my mind, what would Jack think? Jack was my husband. And I was like, what would he think? And that's such an interesting thing. If you ever catch yourself thinking, what would so-and-so think? You are deflecting responsibility. Jack didn't care if I got my nails done or not. I was not taking personal responsibility for owning that I wanted to spend money on myself. So my subconscious made it be about him. It got me to agree that it was that he didn't want me to do this. It wasn't. It was that I didn't feel safe spending money on myself. Now, what has this got to do with actually making more money in your business? Well, if you don't have the need for money, you won't make money. Now, you might say, well, Amira, I have a lot of needs for money. You know, I need money for this, and I need money for this, and I need money for this, and I need money for this. But in fact, you don't because you haven't spent that money yet. Okay? You could get away with not making money for that thing. That's just a wish. That's not a need. And in fact, you don't, you won't make money for what you need. You've already done that. That's a need level. You will make money only for what you truly want. And sometimes you need to make a demand on the universe by saying, I'm going to spend that money and force myself to work up to that level. Now, this can be slightly anxiety provoking. One of the ways I did this was starting to fly first class before I really had the funds to do so. And my mentor said to me, front of the plane, back of the car. Now, I thought that was one of the most elitist things that you could possibly say. And of course, that was my belief structure, my belief system, making an argument for why I couldn't go after living a larger life. I had things like, that's not really what I want, or that's not important to me, or why would I do that, or, and all of that. The truth was, I did really want that life. And I wasn't allowing myself to accept it. So I did what I promised myself I would do, which was that I would do what he told me as quickly as possible, because I knew that he was working from a higher level of awareness than I was, that he had already received at a higher level. He had created at a higher level than I was. And if I was going to make use of the mentorship, I needed to do 
what he told me to do from his level of awareness, from, from his ability to create, he already knew what the, the, the system was, what the actions to take were. And if I argued with it in my head, then I was staying with the old belief system and, and staying trapped and actually not getting a good ROI on my investment. So I actually took a different action and that's part of how you do this, how you put a demand on the universe. You have to change your beliefs, which we're gonna be talking even more about at the summit, and we're going to have to take different actions. So two things, change your beliefs, and this fundamentally is your self-image and your identity, and take different actions in the face of it not being right to you, not feeling right to you. And when I took that action, I spent money that put me at a higher need level. I had to then pay that credit card bill. And I knew that I was someone who paid her credit card bills and in full, most of the time, but as long as I made the minimum payment, I was totally fine because I knew that this was about growth and this was about how, like, getting to the next level. I knew there were some things I had to invest in there. And when I did that, I, I said, you know, okay, I'm going to work at this level, not this level. And I did that. So this is, this is one of the key pieces to putting a demand on the universe. Another example of how this works is, you know, I used to have a lot of judgment about women who spent time and money on their clothing and how they looked. I saw them as being shallow um, and, and not who we were if, you were, if you will. And this all stemmed from what my father would say about women to me. And he was trying to be a feminist and raise a woman who was good at math and got good grades and uh, was an academic rather than someone who was uh, going off track and being boy crazy and, um, you know, what he thought was frivolous or shallow um, pursuits. And I bought into that. And I, I then saw even though I wanted the pretty clothes, that that wasn't a worthy pursuit. And this, this came out in so many different ways, uh, not dressing particularly well, not taking care of my uh, physique well, not, not being in good health um, around that, um, not spending time uh, getting dressed in the morning, taking care of how I looked, even if it was a no makeup day, just not not really caring about how I looked. But yet I didn't like who I was being and I didn't like how I looked in the mirror and I didn't didn't like that this was not the image I had of someone who was successful. Now that's really important because I had an image of someone who was successful and that didn't align with my own self-image. I was not going to then execute at the level that I needed to. I was going to stay being the woman who wasn't successful because that was the picture I held in my mind. 
So let's take a, take a look at how this all comes together. So it turns out that I really like dressing nicely, that I really like being in good shape, that I really like looking beautiful to myself. So, and, and part of that has to do with being well coiffed and, you know, put together and all of that. I have an image of myself that I really like. Do I not like myself when I'm not all gussied up? No, of course not. Do I have a certain standard even on the weekends now? Yes, absolutely. And this now has become part of my full expression in this world and part of what I hold up to women as part of their, that, you know, if it's important to them, that can be part of their journey as well. And it's become part of my brand. And this is so critical to, to understanding. Did I know that when I bought that first class ticket? Did I know that when I started spending money working with a stylist or shopping at Neiman's? No, I had no freaking idea. Okay. All of it felt very, very uncomfortable. And yet now I know looking back that I follow desire, that desire is causative and that because of that, I stepped into my purpose because so many women are attracted to the work that I do because they want to step into more of that in their life as well. One, one person that just popped into my mind is a client named Heather Keith, and she's someone who I've worked with in a variety of different capacities, and she has continually expanded how she invests in herself, not only in her business, right? She invested you know, in business mentorship, she invests in team, she invests in, you know, space, you know, office space, all of that, um, her own, uh, learning all, she messed in herself that way, but she invests also now in getting her nails done and buying nicer clothes and like creating a nicer home environment for herself. And this is so critical. I've helped so many women actually like move to nicer places or remodel their houses. Our environments are important to us. It, it's, it's not to everyone maybe, but I, I can say for the most part, having a great environment is super important to a lot of women. We, we like beauty. We like order. We like creating a gorgeous space. So this now is something that I, I, Um, have given permission to by being a role model to help women step into. And that is part and parcel of how it works. And for Heather, when she started to step into this, she started to actually receive more. It started to create what, what it created for me as well, which is a higher, um, demand on the universe that she stepped into. And she has gone from making, you know, 38K, 35K a month to making upwards of, to making upwards of 150K a month. You know, on the average, she's, t- she's telling me she's roughly at 75 now. Now, if those numbers blow you out of the water, know that I work with women, that this works for women at all different levels, right? Women who are just starting out, in business and people who are even beyond Heather, who are in the multiple millions level. This is, this works at all levels. Let's look at a third example of this around time. We've talked about 
money stuff, but time is very important in business as well. You, you may feel like you're running out of time. You want an extra five days a week, right? Like you just need to get ahead, all of that stuff. So for, for me, when I was growing up, there was a lot of having to be uh, reactive to someone else's timetable. I remember distinctively like thinking that I wasn't allowed to do what I wanted with my time, that there was always um, a, an urgency to be reactive to what someone else needed. And I had to jump and respond and be reactive to others. So I, got it, I had to do things for others before I did them f- for myself. And that other person was, generally speaking, my mother, but it was, you know, beyond that as well. And, and really, I started to think that I didn't have control over my own time, that I didn't have personal agency, that I didn't get to make my own decisions. And now this relates to business because in the beginning of my journey, I was completely reactive. I was reactive to other people's needs, clients. I was reactive to, to my team. I was reactive to emails, texts, phone calls, rather than using my discernment or setting good time boundaries. I was completely reactive. And this is a big deal for women who have kids and family. Like it can be, it can really, uh, pull you in. I don't want to say off track because obviously your family, uh, needs your attention too. But when it becomes out of balance, so that you're not able to work on your business because you are in people-pleasing mode and super reactive, you've got to know that this is your belief system that was created as uh, created for you um, when you were, and by you, when you were uh, a child at play. It's telling you how to look at what is happening. So your subconscious mind tells you what to think about every experience you have, everything. So when your kid says, I left my homework at home, mom, can you bring it to the school? And you drop everything and you drive to the school to drop it off. That is your subconscious mind saying, this is the right thing to do about that experience. Instead of saying, actually, my son or daughter needs to learn how to pack her own homework. And that's the, a result that she needs to experience. So I'm not going to jump. And I actually need to work on, on and in my business. If you were uh, in a job working for someone else, you wouldn't drop everything because that, that is um, the agreement that you have. Obviously, there's discernment here. If, if your kid's running a 104 fever, you're going to react differently than than if they want your attention for some reason that's uh, of lesser importance. So this is an example of how our subconscious tells us what to think about everything. Now let's say that the time issue isn't about the kids per se, but let's say the time issue is um, that you're not making time because we all create time. There is only 24 hours in a day, but we create time by our attitude and our choices. So let's say you uh, keep putting off doing the the needle moving work in your business. Then you have to look at what you're doing instead and why you're doing that instead 
given that you know what the needle moving work is. This is your subconscious program running the show and telling you what decisions to make about everything. Let's say that you were shamed growing up when you spoke up when, when, you know, maybe you had the like, kids are meant to be seen, not heard kind of thing, or you were shamed or guilted when you asked for what you want. Okay. And your parental unit would get affronted and hurt or, um, somehow let you know that it was not okay to ask for what you wanted or to speak up. Then you have the, then you start mapping meaning in your mind, a subconscious program that says other people get hurt when I ask for what I want, or other people get angry when I ask for what I want. And so then how does that affect you? So that affects your ability to ask for a sale. That affects your ability to delegate appropriately to team. That if it's just around uh, speaking up, it affects your ability to do your marketing and, and have visibility in your marketing. And these are key components of any business model, okay? You need to be okay putting yourself out there. So you have to have to start looking at these belief structures and systems. And what about specific beliefs that were modeled for you around money, okay? And these are things that your parents either did or said specifically out loud. Okay. What were you taught by their, their direct statements or by example? I was taught only by things on sale that, you know, only crooks make money or people are going to take advantage of you, right? Like don't, don't buy things that you want. Don't buy things quickly that you want because you're going to make a mistake or someone's just trying to scam you or, or all that stuff. I had a lot of, um, uh, big thinking that, that was, uh, impressed upon me around that kind of stuff. And I really had to unlearn that because when you're in business, you have to buy things and the faster you make decisions about buying things, right? Whether it's a software app or a program or, um, hiring someone or, um, what you going to do with a contractor, whether you're going to work with a contractor or not there, you know, money's so much a part of a business and making decisions around money is really important. So if you have all this noise around what it means to spend money and it stops you from buying the things and investing in your, yourself and your business, this is a way of stopping yourself from growth. And I had to really rethink all of that because my way wasn't working. I had to do it differently. I had to invest both time and money to reprogram my belief system. And I really had to do it differently because my way wasn't working. The way I was approaching investing in myself, investing in my business was just not working. And so I had to, to, to reprogram my belief system around how I invested my time and my money, because those are the two biggest investments that you're going to make. And I did that by going to events, listening to everything that my mentor was sharing with me, doing full immersion in a new way of thinking, studying, 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 and taking different action over and over and over again. Okay. I, I really, I committed to changing my belief system because I knew that, that 
the way I was doing things, how I was thinking wasn't getting me the results that I wanted. So I needed to do it differently. And I was committed to changing my self image and my identity. And you need to be committed as well. So you have to ask yourself, how committed are you? You will know by what your calendar and your bank account says. What are you spending your time on? And what are you spending your money on? How quickly do you want to scale that and change that? right? Your business, how quickly do you want to scale it and, and change your results? If you want big changes quickly, you have to do different things with your time and your money, period, full stop. Okay. There's no way around that. And I really, I had to reprogram myself with, you know, around that. So some questions to, to ask yourself around this is how often do you put off changing your belief system by taking a different action. Because I, I've said this a number of times, you, you need to take a different action in the face of thinking that it's a wrong action to take, even though you consciously know, I really want this, I really wanna do this, but your subconscious is finding a reason to get you to agree with not doing it. It's not gonna get you to agree with not doing it by giving you a reason you don't believe in, it will give you a perfectly good reason for you not to do the thing. Okay. So how often do you put off things by not taking a different action? Nothing changes until you take a different action. And how quickly do you do that? Making quick decisions is like top on my list of the ways one, you know, one of the top things I would say top five things of the ways that I changed in order to quantum leap my life and my business. Okay. I had to learn how to make faster and faster and faster decisions because the faster you decide something, the faster you get a result. If it's not the result you intended, then you've gotten feedback faster than if you didn't make a decision. If it is the result that you intended, you got the success, the achievement faster than if you had stalled out making the decision. And if you do this over and over and over again, you'll find that you get faster results. It's so important. And remember, your belief system is what creates the set point for decision-making. And it comes from a fear of making a mistake. If I do this and I make a mistake, something bad's going to happen. You learn that as a child. And yet, that is not what's going to give you a successful business. That's not what's going to result in a successful business. If you keep thinking that way, you're not going to get the income that you desire. You're going to be stalled out with the fear of making a mistake. So when you put this all together, you need to understand that you have a subconscious program that's running all the time, telling you what to think about all the people, all the opportunities, all the experiences, all the circumstances, and yes, all the decisions you need to make. And you think you're making a conscious choice, but really your subconscious program, your belief system is running the show and it keeps you trapped at the same income level. Sure, you make some progress, but not radical progress. Okay, you have the same life experience level more or less. If you want to radically shift your results and you want to stop playing small, if you want to make your income breakthrough, I'd highly suggest that you immerse yourself in this information, this, this education, 
That's the only way it's going to change. You've got to change your subconscious program, your self-image, and you do that by changing your level of awareness. And to change your level of awareness, you need to immerse yourself in a different way of thinking again and again and again and again. Otherwise, the subconscious program runs the show and you don't have a chance to break through. I want to finish this recording by talking about the law of perpetual transmutation of energy and how this works with changing your belief system. But before I do that, I want to let you know about an immersive experience that we have coming up that will help you with all of this. It's the Unstoppable Woman Income Breakthrough Summit, and it's three days with me, either virtually or in person. In person, it's in Atlanta, Georgia, and it's November 5th, 6th, and 7th. It's three days. It's me teaching you all this material in depth, in depth. We've just touched the surface of it now. We're going to be covering the psychology of making money in so much more depth, and I'm going to be walking you through how to change your self-image, how to break through the blocks to claiming your desires. I'm going to be case studying the business plans that do scale so that you can make this happen for yourself. So you have a roadmap for this. And we're going to be including the universal laws that I've just touched on here. I want to go in depth with you on those because they're so critical to, to changing your belief system, changing your mindset. And they are if you understand them and you live according to them, they will change your results. They will skyrocket your ability to make money, okay? We're gonna be workshopping the material so that you lock in the learning and you get to connect with a community of growth-minded women going for more in their lives. So go to theunstoppablewoman.com summit to get your tickets now. And people often ask me if the summit is for them. And so I want to speak a little bit about that. It's for you if you know that you were made for more, but it feels like you keep hitting challenge after challenge, invisible barriers, and you're playing at the same level. You want to step into more and you want to step into your purpose, but you don't know why you keep getting blocked. Okay, you, you want to stop sp playing small and break through your visibility issues and the self-sabotaging that you can see after the fact, but wouldn't you really like to see it before it happened or while it was happening so you could course correct? And it's for you if you want to make more money in your business and you want more out of your life. I have a strong stance that you can have both. It's it's not worth just having more money in your business if you're not living a freaking delighted, lit up life, okay? It's for you if you're tired of being misunderstood and not having a tribe of women who get you. This is such a big thing when you are in business. Not everyone out there is has that business owner mentality. Not everyone out there has that entrepreneur mentality or that empire builder men mentality. And Oftentimes you, you don't relate, you can't connect, and you want a group of women who uh, gets you. This is the place. And it's for you if you're tired of being confused, frustrated, or overwhelmed, and you want a clear plan, okay? So now who is it not for? 
It's not for you. And I want you to really listen up here, okay? It's not for you if you make time or money excuses. That's not how to be in this world. That's not how to be if you want to make money in your business. Excuses don't get you results, okay? Excuses don't fill the bank account, okay? And it's not being unstoppable. Now, does this mean you have to be perfect? No, but you cannot be making excuses about time or money investing in, in that in yourself. You have to break through on that front. And if you're addicted to your business being hard, this is not for you. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't times where there are challenges, okay? And I'm not saying that you have to be there already. You might be currently in that addiction to, to it being hard. But if you want to break free of that addiction, then please come. But if you're addicted to, be hard, to, to your business being hard and you like it that way, Again, that's not being an unstoppable woman, and this is not the, the conference, the event for you, okay? If you're not serious about growing and scaling your business, again, this is not for you. It, it, if it's just dabbling, if it's just a hobby for you, this isn't for you. Now, if you're just starting out, but you're going gangbusters and you're committed, I'm all in with you. But if you're just dabbling and you don't really care, if it's not that important to you, this is not the summit for you. This is not the event for you. This is for women for which it is go time, who are ready. They just need some guidance, a helping hand, a clear way forward. They need to change their belief system and create a plan. They need to claim their desires. They need to own the feminine. All the things that we're talking about in this, this four-part series, but you know you need more, then this is for you, okay? But it's not for you if you're not growth-minded and you are unwilling to do the required inner work. If you just want the, the Facebook ad sequence, which I believe in Facebook ads, don't get me wrong, okay? But if you're unwilling to do the deep inner work that's required to change your self-image, your, your, your belief structure, your subconscious programming, then this is not for you because that is 80% of success and I only want my clients to be successful. So if you're unwilling to do that inner work, this is not the right place for you, okay? And it's not for you if you're not willing to take fast action. Again, I talked to you earlier about quick decisions. So look at how quickly you go to buy your tickets. The tickets are very inexpensive and should not be a gating factor for you. And, and if you're not willing to move mountains or learn how to move mountains to get access to this information, again, that's not, that's not part of our tribe. We, we are a tribe of women, unstoppable women, varying degrees of the journey who are learning how to show up for themselves. I teach you how to show up for yourself, and I'm teaching you that now. If, if there's something on your calendar, move mountains, reschedule that, get, get to this event because it's going to change your life. And I feel extraordinarily passionate about that because I've seen it change people's lives. I, people like tell me all the time. I just had this experience the other day when someone said that they went to the last summit that we had and that it fundamental, fundamentally changed everything for her and she's now making money. Okay. I, I, I started tearing up. I didn't even know that. She's not a client of mine. She just came to the summit. That's all she did. 
It's so important. This is, this is the kind of stuff that is required to shift your whole perspective on making money. And I'm willing to teach you how to do all of these things and how to be this kind of unstoppable woman, but you have to commit. You have to buy your ticket and you have to make the decision to get yourself there. And you can find all the details and register now at theunstoppablewoman.com slash summit. So again, the URL is theunstoppablewoman.com slash summit. And I cannot wait to lead you through the entire process for making your money goals and mastering the psychology of making money. Okay. Now I want to finish up this, this episode, this part of the, the series by talking about the law of perpetual transmutation of energy. So the first thing that you need to know is that everything is moving in to and out of form. It is constantly changing form. Everything is energy. Everything is energy, but it's coming into and out of form. So let's look at water. Water is a great example. So you have an ice cube. That is a solid form of water. You put that ice cube in a pan and you add some heat that changes the vibration level of the ice cube and it melts. It becomes water. It has just changed form. If you keep the fire going, it's going to start boiling and it's going to change form again into steam. So it keeps changing form. Nothing is lost. It's just changed form. This happens with all of life. This happens, this is, this is how energy moves into and out of form. So what does this have to do with making money and the psychology of making money? Well, it has everything to do with it because when you take an idea that you have and you hold it in your mind as a thought and you focus on it and you become emotionally involved with it, you then start acting on it. It becomes something that you execute on. Now the feeling may be positive or the feeling may be negative. You might have a worry thought. I'm never going to make enough money or this month, where are the clients? I'm not going to make cash flow. That is an idea that you are holding in your mind. So the idea is just energy and you're holding it in your mind and it's a certain vibration level. It's vibrating at a a certain frequency. That feeling is vibrating at a certain frequency and it causes you to take a certain kind of action, which generally speaking is a fear-based action in this scenario, which means you don't make quick decisions. You don't, um, have conversations with people. You shrink from the world instead of going forward into the world and taking action. And so you don't have the sales conversations. You don't put yourself out there on social media. You don't do your marketing and you don't make the money. Does that make sense? I hope so. Okay. Now, what if you hold a different idea in your mind? One that says, my income goal is this, and you do not wobble from it. 
and you get emotionally involved with that income goal, if you hold that in your mind and you fall in love with it, you get excited about it and the, the ways and the means to execute on it come to you and then you take action on that. And what are the results of that? Making your money, making your money. And this is how we put a demand on the universe because spirit is always moving through you as you. It is energy. And it's, it's moving through you. And what you think about is what is going to transmute that energy into form. And if you want the form of lots of money, an income breakthrough, you have to manage your mind so that that is what you create in this world. Now, how do you manage your mind if your belief system says that's not possible or I'm not worthy of that or people like me don't make money? That's where the challenge comes in. Then you wobble. Then you go back to the fear, doubt, and worry. And that's what you create. And I don't want that for you. You have to learn how to change the way you transmute energy. Right now, you're always transmuting it. You have this power, you're, you're already doing it, but you're doing it at counter purposes to what you want and refer back to the law of polarity teaching, okay? The law of polarity says if the desire is felt, the supply is ready to appear, but it doesn't tell you how to do that. The perpetual transmutation of energy tells you that you must hold the image of what you want in your mind's eye until and fall in love with it get emotionally, positively emotionally involved with it until it is created. So this requires discipline. This requires commitment. This requires focus. This requires accountability. And yet your belief system is getting in the way and causes you to hold on to something else in your mind. It causes this internal conflict. And you keep going back to those old thoughts and nothing changes. And if you want different results, you must change that image that you're holding in your mind. Your belief system must change in order to do this, in order to change, to hold a different thought of, of who you are and what results you get to have. You must change your belief system about the, the, what's available for you. Okay. What, what's okay for you to have. With that, we're going to call this one a wrap. This was a little bit longer of an episode, but there's so much around belief system that I really wanted you to, to know. Remember that this is just touching the surface, that there's so much for you to really, really grasp around this. And if you want to make sure that you don't go back to the old way, but step into more and really make that income breakthrough and really master the psychology of making money, I encourage you again to come to the Unstoppable Woman Income Breakthrough Summit. And you can find tickets at theunstoppablewoman.com slash summit, theunstoppablewoman.com slash summit. And we will um, make sure that you have that link as well. Okay, rock it out, be unstoppable, and I'll see you at the summit. Hey there, my friend. Do you resonate with what you just heard? Then head over to our free resource page and get more of our good stuff, including our free Unstoppable Woman playbook and money breakthrough system. You'll find that and more at theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. 
Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and I'll see you in the next episode.